0: Welcome to the Pokescast. Ryan Thorburn here, uh, B-Writer covering Wyoming for the Casper Star Tribune. You probably already know that if you've downloaded this podcast, but uh, thanks for joining. Uh, Robert Gagliardi, how are you, my friend?
1: Doing well, Ryan. How are you doing? Hanging in there. Um, We both got
0: the Wyoming pick wrong last week. They did not cover and they did not win uh, the Pokes are 4-1, 0-1 in the Mountain West, and now they host Fresno State this Saturday at the war. Robert, a couple weeks ago, this was looking like maybe you'd have a ranked Fresno State team coming in here, possibly an undefeated Wyoming, and with the way the, the polls go in with all the upsets, maybe they would have snuck into the bottom there. But both teams really stubbed their toe. Uh, the Bulldogs lost. Uh, At Hawaii a couple weeks ago, four interceptions for Jake Hayner. And Wyoming obviously uh, has an Air Force problem still, and they lost down at Falcon Stadium. So a little disappointing, but at the same time, both teams are angry and both teams need to win this game.
1: should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. And I think it's kind of, I mean, we're only, what, two games, or, you know, for Wyoming, two games into the conference season. Fresno State, this will be their, you know, well. It'll be their their third game. Yeah, be their third one but I think it's a you know every conference game is important but it's kind of a big game for both teams because you know you don't want to get two two losses in the conference at this point and it's not a it's not a divisional game but it's still an important conference game as you mentioned both teams coming off road losses kind of uncharacteristic I mean Fresno was, had, had been really rolling and they not that they didn't put up yards against Hawaii but you know turnovers and, and Wyoming was you know undefeated and you know maybe one of its most inconsistent games of the season at air force. And I know it was really disappointing for, you know, probably disappointing for you to see, you know, I know it was disappointing from a lot for a lot of fans based on what I saw and read from, from them, but uh, it's going to be an important game for both teams. And again, every, you know, next week's game will probably be just as important, but at this point, I think both teams are kind of at a crossroads to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. If they want to win the mountain West, I think you have to win this game and uh, you know, as, uh, Jack Nallan and I kind of talked about earlier in the week, Wyoming catches a big break in the sense that they don't play San Diego State or Nevada during the regular season. Those seem to be the two West contenders along with Fresno State. Uh, and then you get Fresno State at home. So if you win this, you know, it appears to me the top of the West is overall deeper and better maybe than the top of the mountain, if Wyoming wins this game, I think they're in a great position to make a run at it. You know, you have Nevada next week uh, at San Jose State, who's kind of dipped. Um, we can talk about them later when, when we review the picks from last week. And then uh, border war at home. So you win this, uh, you're looking at the a pathway to 8-1 and one going to Boise.
1: You know, certainly could be. But I think, you know, looking ahead is a dangerous thing. That's what... What, you know, that's what, what we're that's here what, for exactly. That's what we're you know, you're paid to do, and I do just for fun now th- these days. But uh,
0: Craig Ball's ears ball, okay, would ball. be burning if he was <laughs> listening to this, but he's not listening to this. If right. he is listening to this, then Wyoming's in trouble. But yeah, Craig Ball yeah. and Sean Chambers have to worry about first and 10 and not having to delay a game against Fresno, that's all they need to worry about. But we can look ahead, and and uh, you know, Wyoming is supposed to have this. Veteran team depth. They've had no injuries, hardly to speak of. I mean, we can say you, you should. I wouldn't say should. Fresno State's really good, but you need to win this game if you want to achieve your goals.
1: Absolutely, and, and I think one of the things that's that's kind of surprised me about this team so far this season, and especially last week at Air Force it's just the inconsistencies of this group. You mentioned, Ryan, this is a you know, I know a lot of teams around the country, not a lot, not just in the Mountain West are kind of veteran teams with guys being able to come back for their extra the year because of covid and all that, but you know, I was just really surprised of the inconsistencies with this team. Still had some some penalties, you know, the you know, the fact that you know, Xavier Valade touched the ball what eight times or, or ran the ball eight times um you know, you know, Wyoming gets off to a slow start, but it's tight at halftime, and then Air Force makes an adjustment and starts throwing it. And and look, it's easier said than done, but in-game adjustments seem to seem to kind of be an issue for, for this Wyoming team so far this season. And it's just a lot of those things surprise me with a veteran group and and really kind of a veteran coaching staff. I, I know there's some new assistants, but these guys, these guys know the game. It's just it's very surprising to me if some of the the shortfalls we've seen from this Wyoming team, even in some of their even in their first four wins, we've seen it <clears throat> at times. They better get those things shored up because it's going to be awful hard to win Mountain West Conference games, as as attested to last week at Air Force. If these if these things keep cropping up,
0: yeah, I mean this is the best team Wyoming's played in my opinion, even better than Air Force. You have Jake Hayner is has already passed for 2,200 plus yards, 18 touchdowns. Now he does have six interceptions. Uh, but of course, four of those were at Hawaii. He was really banged up with a bad hip and a bad ankle and was under duress and, and really coughed that one up. So that was pretty surprising, but this is a guy who, uh, gave Oregon quite a scare at Autzen stadium. Um, And then obviously beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl with a fantastic drive on a night when he was getting pounded. So uh, Wyoming has to follow that theme as far as pounding him, getting pressure on him. Um, But they're like you said, they're going to have to adjust whatever the situation is at halftime and finish this game. Because, you know, he's like Chambers early in the year has shown a knack for for coming back late with dramatic drives to, to win big games
1: you know, absolutely, you know, but I think what, you know, obviously they're not facing the triple option this week, but, you know, we know about Hayner and the way Fresno can throw the ball, the stats, you know, the numbers show that night and day, but, you know, another person they're going to have to keep an eye on is is Ronnie Rivers, who seems like he's been at Fresno State for, you know, forever, you know, and he's one of the better, not just running backs in the league, he's one of the best all-purpose backs in this conference. So, you know, they can, you know, I'm sure they're scheming to, you're right, how are we going to, you know, we got to get pressure on Hayner, how are we going to do stuff in the secondary, but they better not lose sight of Ronnie Rivers because he in, in himself could put this team on his back and, and help them to a victory. So Wyoming's defense and the staff and the players have a lot to prepare for this week. It's just a different thing. It's not triple option, and, and Fresno throws it all over the place, but don't don't discount the running game and don't discount Rivers out of the backfield either.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and in some ways, I think Wyoming's defense will play much better this week and is more excited about this week because it's not uh, the grind and the unusualness, the uniqueness of, of the triple option. I think you know, their DBs are excited about the challenge of guarding really good receivers and getting a lot of balls thrown their way. Um, the secondary and Chad Moom obviously have a knack for uh, making big splash interceptions, pick six plays. They're going to have their opportunities. Now Hayner's, you know, we mentioned the six picks, but he's also uh, got the 18 touchdowns. So uh, it's kind of feast or famine there. But you mentioned Rivers. It's interesting because um, uh, the Fresno State coaching staff, the offensive staff, has mentioned all week that during their bye week, they've shuffled their offensive line around and challenged the new lineup to have more of an attitude running the ball and to get rivers going, and that they need to be balanced. Things you've heard um, from Wyoming in terms of getting their passing game going in recent years and being balanced. I'll believe it when I see it. I think Fresno State will try to establish rivers early, and if but if Wyoming's ready for that and shuts him down, they're going to let Hainer go bananas because he's just having that kind of season.
1: Right, you're right. I guess Ryan, I'll ask you. You know, Hayner's a transfer from Washington. Your days covering Oregon. Did he, I mean, did he play much at Washington? Did, did you see him when you were covering Oregon, I guess?
0: No, he was beaten out by other players. Um, what's the guy who's at Indianapolis now? He transferred from Georgia to Washington. Uh, big guy. Um, yeah. His name's escaping me right now. Um, but anyway, he transferred from Georgia the year that I think Hayner was like ready to roll there. Mm-hmm. And Hayner ends up transferring to Fresno state. I can tell you this Washington wishes they had Hayner right now, <laughs> yeah. uh, their offense is inept right now. And this guy, obviously uh, you know, if they could have kept him in the program, maybe not even bother going out to get, you know, the five-star guy from Georgia who was only transferring because uh, you know, he was beaten out, you know, by another five-star guy. So uh, you gotta be careful with this quarterback carousel, you know, uh, you're going to lose guys like Hayner that are, you know, determined to play at some (laughs) point, they might wait a year or two, but uh, you got to make sure you pick the right one. And, uh, you know, Wyoming could have that type of situation on a lower level. If, uh, you know, Chambers rides this all the way out and Levi Williams doesn't play, I'm sure he's a guy uh, that's shown enough with the Arizona bowl and his size and, and Trent Dilfer saying, you know, this guy's, the next josh allen in terms of his size and everything and he's also at wyoming um you just got to be careful you pick the right one and uh no, sean, yes. Cham- sean chambers i mean obviously the team loves sean chambers i think fans probably appreciate his toughness and overcoming the three injuries and his you know he had a couple houdini plays against air force where he escaped sacks and made third down plays i think everyone loves sean chambers but he needs to play a lot better, or there's going to be that question, did we have the right guy in 2021 if Levi Williams goes somewhere else and does great things?
1: Well, yeah, and that's, you know, I was kind of going to allude to that, too. I mean, you just, you know, I know, look, Air Force's defense probably had a lot to do with with Chambers' struggles last Saturday, but you're right, Ryan, he's got to play better. But don't you think, look, when you're preparing to face Wyoming under Craig Bull in these last few years, even... When you were facing Josh Allen, for that matter, you knew Wyoming's going to run the ball. I mean, it's just it's that's that's what it is. And you hear that cliche in football: I say you know the run sets up the pass. But I'm just I've just got to wonder if if, if now going into this game and maybe all the other games that if the, the pass has to set up Wyoming's run, look they got to get Chambers going early. We've seen him be in rhythm and, and in a good flow of games at times this season, and he's you know more than held his own. Obviously, the, the game winning drives you know prove that. Um, but they got to get him going early. And that doesn't mean they got to chuck it all over the field, you know, and not run the ball at all. But they got to get him in a little bit of a rhythm. I, I don't know, maybe some short passes over the middle of the tight ends, maybe some swing passes to validate or the backs or whatever it might be to get him going and then be able to run the ball. Cause you know, Lyman comes out and just starts running up. I mean, they know teams know that's going to happen. I, I not know. I'm curious what you think about that, Ryan, because I almost think Wyoming has to throw it to set up the run because Fresno knows they're going to run it. But if they, if Wyoming can prove they can throw it, and I'm sure Fresno's coming into this game going, we got to make the quarterback beat us throwing the football. So if Chambers can get going early and get in a rhythm, that's got to bode well for Wyoming. But what do you think? Is that, does that make sense? Is that a pretty good philosophy, do you think, for the Cowboys moving forward?
0: I agree 100%. Um, and this is obviously – Chambers is from the Valley, Um, you know, grew up in Kerman, California, which is very near Fresno. Uh, we know the other guy Wyoming had from the Valley that Fresno did not recruit. Uh, they were from what I understand, interested in Chambers. Um, and and it's not sort of a revenge game, but it's a big game for him because his whole, the Valley's watching. And, uh, you know, a lot of people look up to Chambers, uh, in Kerman, California, the way they look up to Josh Allen and Fireboss. So this is a huge statement game for him, and I agree 100%. The new offensive coordinator, Tim Polisek and Chambers need to get on the same page. I mean, we've been through enough games now where you can't come out and have a delay a game before the first snap after a bye week. you know. And I asked Tim about that <clears throat> this week um, because they had DeWine McNeely in there, remember that, the mm-hmm. third-string running back. Who obviously flashed against Ball State, I said you must have had a play that you thought was going to pop with McNeely, and he did. They said they thought they had something schemed up where you know they could exploit something on play one. Of course, the delay of game ruins that. I don't think McNeely even got back in the game, so you have to get off to a better start. And I agree, get Trade and Welch going early. You know, instead of running a na- naked bootleg into the. Uh, Air Force defensive end, you know, find out a way to get, you know, a bootleg to Sean's strong side and an easy throw to trade Welch. How about a, you know, a play action pass and just dump it off to Chambers or not or to uh, X Valaday mm-hmm. who's a great pass catcher, easy throws and then get the running game going. And then all of a sudden uh, Isaiah Nahor is open on a play action deep, you know, it, you know, that's a great weapon they have too. So I agree. Get Chambers some easy throws, get him some confidence, and then you know, lean on what you know, maybe you get a lead, maybe you lean on your offensive line and the running game, and it, it works out better now that the defense doesn't know what's coming. And by the way, Fresno State, they get all the headlines for Hainer and the offense, and, and he deserves every one of them. But their defense defense has 50 tackles for loss already. So Wyoming's got to avoid those negative plays and keep Chambers out of third and long because he had happy feet in third and long at Air Force and, and it's just a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah so it'll be interesting to see how really both teams bounce back even though Fresno's had the bye week and maybe you know healed up I, I'd heard you know that Hayner had been in a walking boot during the bye week because of that ankle and but look you know Ron, you've been enough around covering football enough I mean if you you, you stub your toe on the, on the, on the kitchen table, you're going to be in a boot anymore. So I'm not really holding that now, but if he had hip and ankle issues, you know, I'm sure he's better, but you know, and I don't mean like, you know, but make him move around, hit him a couple of times. I don't mean dirty, but you know what I mean? You know, hit him a little bit and see, see how good that ankle is. That could, that could go a long way to where how Wyoming's defense can maybe dictate its will, so to speak in this game on Saturday.
0: So tell me if I'm crazy here and, uh, This will obviously date us, but um, when I was writing my advance, I kind of compared this game to the 1993 game, just in the sense that uh, Trent Dilfer was a prolific quarterback. Wyoming was off to a really good start. Both teams were in the race, and the WAC was wide open that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was a great game. And Dilfer got uh, Fresno out to a 28-10 lead, and I looked all this up. And Joe Hughes, you know, he's not on the uh, Mount Rushmore of Wyoming quarterbacks. Joe Hughes, you know, who had weapons, he had Yarbrough, he had Ryan Christopherson, two fourth-quarter touchdown passes, and Wyoming pulls out the win. Uh, I think they got off to an 8-1 and start that year. But anyway, that was the key win in them uh, getting a uh, WAC championship, a tri-championship with Fresno and BYU. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a situation where these, you know, obviously there's a championship game. There's not going to be any sharing, but mm-hmm. uh, the winner of this game could be on track to to get back in the mix. Uh, we've talked about that. I think Wyoming, if they pull off a, a similar win to 93, like I mentioned earlier, they could be eight and one again and, and in the mix. So do you think that's crazy or do you remember that game? And do you think this could be,
1: I remember the I remember the game and can you remember the defensive back because it snowed? It was later in the season and it snowed, wasn't it? And they and yeah, it,
0: I think it got Wyoming to seven and one or maybe right. And
1: who was the defensive back? He made an interception or he was I don't know if he made the interception, but he made a He's covering someone in the corner of the end zone, and his momentum took him. And that and back then they didn't have the pads along the fences on the in the end zone, and he broke his jaw. You remember that? I do when, remember that. I can't remember. I want to say his last name might've been Hendricks or something like that, but I can't, but I remember that game and you know, it'd be fun if, you know, it would be fun if it kind of went that way, but I don't know, Ryan, there, there's something that really makes me nervous about this, that obviously Wyoming didn't respond very well coming off. It's bye week. Yeah. I got to think Fresno is going to respond a little bit better than this. And, uh, I'm very nervous for this team because I'm I'm nervous about this offense because it just seems too up and down to me, and I'm a little I'm actually a little worried about Wyoming's defense because you know you mentioned you know the defensive backs are looking forward to guarding good receivers and stuff, but that's great to look forward to it, but can they do it? You know they haven't really had this kind of test yet this season, and it's just it just seems like there's a lot more uncertainties for Wyoming going into this game. So this one makes me nervous now. If it ends up, I certainly don't want to see Wyoming down 28 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. You know, I, I don't think Wyoming can really get in a shootout with this team. I think Wyoming has to control the tempo. You know, I know they're scoring more points. It would be nice if the defense scores again, but I think it's going to be close. But this this game makes me nervous. I just think Fresno has a lot more weapons, and I'm not sure if Wyoming's equipped to handle them, but maybe they are. Maybe this veteran team is going to show its its better side like it maybe did against Ball State a few weeks ago. But this one this one makes me nervous. I don't think you're crazy, and it sure would be, a, you know – something probably a lot of fun to write if it if it if it played out that way but I'm afraid if Wyoming got down 28 to 10 to this to this Fresno team I think uh by the time the final gun goes off I don't know if there'd be more than a thousand people in in War memorial stadium
0: yeah one thing we'll talk about our picks in a minute but I just think Vegas must think Wyoming's got something for Air Force or for a Fresno State because I thought the spread would open up a lot more than three and a half just based on, you know, Fresno was ranked, uh, weird things happen in Hawaii. Um, they beat UConn 45-0, Wyoming beat UConn 24-22, uh, Fresno State's uh, coach was even asked about that common opponent and he even said that's, that Wyoming score is a hard one to figure out. Now you don't want to get into comparing scores, but you know we hammered those guys and they struggled. You say, you know, obviously there's millions of variables with Wyoming traveling and, and uh, you know, UConn had a good first quarter and then Fresno had a strip sack for a touchdown and mm-hmm. off they went and it was 116 degrees in Fresno. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying that the cumulative, you look at the schedules they've played, the results, I thought Fresno would be more of a touchdown favorite. So I think uh, that bodes well for Wyoming that, you know, usually Vegas is right and um, they played so well at home against ball state. Maybe they're going to have that same kind of complete game
1: situation and be in position to win. Well, I know a lot of people are hoping that's how it turns out. And, you know, yeah, yeah. This team hasn't been home for about a month, you know, maybe, you know, some home cooking the weather, you know, we've had some snow this week. The weather's supposed to be really nice in Larry, nice foot, you know, good day for football. I know, you know, think the last two times these two teams have played and granted it's been a couple years it's not like you know a lot of players are made Probably none of the players on on these teams have played you know fresno before but i want to score 10 points against this team in the last two two times they played them you know so i don't know ryan we'll, we'll see you know the the 50 tackles for loss but but teams have also scored points on fresno you know maybe you know those 50 tackles for loss is certainly impressive but maybe part of that is they're on the field a lot but i don't know i'm just this game just has too many. I guess there's too many uncertainties for Wyoming. Even after just one loss, I know, and that's maybe that's a little overreactive. There's just a little too much uncertainty for Wyoming going into this game for me to really, really think that Wyoming's well, going to win. Because I, I need to see, I need to see a Ball State type effort from the Cowboys for me to think they to even for them to have a chance to beat Fresno State, let alone pull off the win. I, I, I think honestly, if they do they probably do have a good chance to win, but I need to, to me, they need to have that kind of effort. And we really haven't seen that not even close to that in the last two games.
0: All right. Before we get into the picks and, and even pick this Wyoming game, let's, uh, let's do a house out Robert. Um yeah. in three weeks, a little over three weeks. Um, November 6th is the border war in Laramie, Colorado state now currently alone in first place in the mountain division at Wyoming. Uh, I heard a couple guys wrote a book about the border war a few years ago, and they're going to be doing a signing before that game at the UW bookstore. So uh, any listeners out there that want <clears throat> to swing by the UW bookstore in the union on November 6th from uh, 10 AM to noon, I think we're set for, um, we would be happy to sign a border war book for you and um, what a great Christmas gift.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we have, we have, you know, the paperback versions, we got some hard co- some hardcover versions as well. Uh, and plus it, you know, can buy a book, but would love to see you talk, talk some football, you know, Ryan and I could talk football with each other for hours and hours. Love to see some Wyoming fans out there, even CSU fans, especially CSU fans. I know that's uh, been a little bit of a hard sell down in Colorado for this border war book for whatever reason, but now that, you know. Rams have the boot maybe some people would like to learn a little bit more about the history I don't know but we'd love to see you know all Wyoming CSU fans you know come say hi to us you know chat it up you know get a book if Ryan said you know holidays are coming it's a great it's a great book and it really for any Wyoming fan football fan Colorado State fan or any college football fan it's it's a really good read it's fun it's one of the you know we know about the rivalry here but you know I don't know a lot of people around the country, and I know there's, you know, Al- Auburn, Alabama, and Ohio State, Michigan, certainly not, you know, downplaying those, but Border War has a lot of really special traits to it, and if you don't know a whole lot about it, this book will tell you everything you want to know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I tracked down Sonny Lubick, the elusive Bradley Van Pelt, everyone from the CSU side, so uh, a lot of good CSU stuff in there, and, and uh, you know, just great perspective from um, you know, a lot of people over down in Fort Collins. So, uh, as well as Wyoming, obviously, um, I have some bad news for you, Robert. You're, you like to talk football and I think you're a great football writer and, and an expert at football, but I think you were 0-4 against the spread in our picks last week, my friend.
1: Well, you know, it's a good thing that there wasn't real money or we were in Vegas with that because I might have to, you know, they say you only need one kidney, right? You know, I might have to sell a kidney to get back home. So, you know, maybe it was the first, you know, first time we did this podcast. I Man, I was just nervous. I'm, I'm just going to chalk it up to some nervous jitters from our first podcast and look to, well, you can only go anywhere but up now, you know. So let's let's see if we can get this a little bit, right the ship here a little bit.
0: I was a stellar two and two, by the way. So it's not like you're uh, climbing a big mountain. To the back <laughs> uh, let's start Friday night, number 24, San Diego State at San Jose state, the reigning Mount West champion, uh, the Aztecs are favored by nine and a half points. Who are you liking this one, Robert?
1: You know, I'm, I'm still a little baffled by, by San Jose state. I know their starting quarterback had been hurt, but I know that the guy that replaced them had put up some numbers, you know, they returned a lot of guys. I'm a little surprised, um, of their, you know, the, of their, their start so far. Um, you know, and San Diego State's just doing what San Diego State does: it runs the ball, plays an incredible defense, and is getting below-average quarterback play. You know, I think this is a really huge game for for, for San Jose State. So, I think Sa- I think San Diego State wins, but I'm going to take the nine and a half. Give me the nine and a half points there. I think you know San Diego State will figure out a way to win it, but I think San Jose is going to make this close. So, I'll I'll I'm going to take those nine and a half points.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm going with San Jose state as well. I just think when you're at home on a weeknight as a, as an underdog getting that many points, I just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if San Jose state won, um, but right. I certainly think it'll be a good game and I'll, I'll take them to cover obviously um, I'm sure Craig Thompson would like to see the Aztecs uh, keep rolling and stay in those rankings. And uh and give the uh, Mountain West some ammunition in their uh, pissing match with the Americans. So, uh,
1: but how good would San Diego State be? Not just this year, but even you know some of Rocky Long's teams, if they had above average, to even I mean above average quarterback play. Yeah, I mean it's scary how good and what kind of run and what maybe that would have meant to the Mountain West Conference if they had just had average to above average quarterback play.
0: Yeah. And I think you could say the same thing. I think you can't really question the talent Wyoming's brought in, but if you had Josh Allen and <clears throat> Sean Chambers completing 60% of their passes or 65%, which is common in today's college, instead of what they've done, how good could Wyoming have been if they could have meshed the modern passing game more efficiently with the running game they've had? And some Absolutely. really good defensive players as well. A lot of yeah. NFL defensive players. So, yeah, I think San Diego State and Wyoming are similar in the, those philosophies.
1: And, uh, mm-hmm. you
0: know, maybe they'll meet in the championship game. That would be fun. Re- yeah. Rematch.
1: Rematch. Um, well, let's have it back in Laramie where it's nice and cold that time. <laughs> yeah. Of year, too. Uh,
0: let's see. Um, Utah State uh, at UNLV. The Aggies are seven point favorites on the road. Marcus Arroyo, I believe, is 0 11 as UNLV's head coach. Uh, desperate times in Vegas. What do you see happening in this one?
1: This one, really, I'm really torn with this one because I think UNLV is playing better. I mean, and granted, that's kind of a relative turn because you're right, Ryan. You just mentioned they're they're losing ways, but they're I think they're getting better. And I thought you you know after Utah State beat Washington State to start the season, then beat Air Force. I'm like, oh, you know, Anderson's got you know they've got things kind of figured out, but they've kind of faltered a little bit. So. Uh, I, it's, that's a lot of points to give a road team, but UNLV still UNLV. Um, this is probably going to come back and buy me, but I'm going to take the Aggies in the points. I just think they'll 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 play well enough, maybe jump out to a good lead, and then maybe UNLV comes back in garbage time. But a big part of me wants to take UNLV in the points, but I'm going to stick with the Aggies. I'll go with my gut instinct first. They always say go with your first instinct. I'm going to take the Aggies in the points on the road.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that Air Force lost Utah State. Imagine if they didn't. Right. Um, they'd be ranked about 15th or something. Mm-hmm. Going to Boise, that would have been an even bigger game. But uh, uh, I covered Marcus Arroyo. Obviously, you did, too, when he was at Wyoming. I covered him when he was at Oregon. Um, not everyone likes Marcus Arroyo. He got a lot of uh, criticism for not unleashing the full Justin Herbert experience that we've seen with the Chargers, even though they had a lot of success, Arroyo and Herbert together. uh, That's probably why he's a head coach because of Justin Herbert. I kind of like the guy. He has a copy of the Black 14 in his office from his Wyoming days. And uh, I I say he gets his first win here. I'm going to go with the Rebels. Certainly seven I like, but uh, I'd like to see Marcus get his first win out of the way and just, keep building that thing. Cause that's another thing that would really help the mountain West. If that market, and it's a tough sell like CSU in Denver, but if that market were able to get behind college football and UNLV, that would really help the mountain West. Definitely. Getting their basketball team back would help as well, but uh, that's another thing. Hmm. So uh, we're split on that one. Um, let's go with the late one. Uh, Hawaii at Nevada Uh, Nevada looking really good Uh, a couple weeks ago, one on the blue turf. Um, They are 14-point favorites, two touchdown favorites over the Warriors. What do you think about that?
1: You know, I'm not sure what to really think of Hawaii at this point. You know, we talked about them beating Fresno a couple weeks ago, but early in the season they were bad, and obviously teams improve as the season goes on. Look, Nevada's got – you know, Nevada has the clear path on that side to win that division and play in a Mountain West championship game. I think they're – you know, and I know after beating Boise, it was a somewhat close game with the kind of lowly New Mexico State. But I think Nevada turns this up. This is – these are conference. These are big games. I'm going to take Nevada in the points. I think they're going to – I think they're going to roll Hawaii in this game. And as I say that, watch Hawaii pull another upset. But I'm going to, I'm going to take the pack and the points here because I think at home – uh, you know, they got a lot of home games here coming up. I think, I think they're going to roll. Yeah, I,
0: I tend to agree with you. I mean, Carson Strong had six touchdowns last week against poor New Mexico State. Um, but this is a conference game and Hawaii did get good pressure on Hainer. Uh So I'm going to say they don't let Strong go that wild. I think they get a backdoor cover here. I'll take Hawaii. Okay, game of the week. Uh, Besides the game of the week in Laramie, Air Force at Boise State. Uh, The Falcons obviously beat Wyoming, Boise State. Um, Boise State made Wyoming fans happy for once in their lives by beating BYU in Provo. Uh, And the Broncos are now a three and a half point favorite against the Falcons. Traditionally, Boise State pulls out close games after struggling against the triple option for three quarters. What do you think about this one?
1: You know, there's a part of me that, well, the thing I'm wondering the most is, all right, after beating, you know, 10th ranked BYU on the road last week, when I think maybe a lot of some people were kind of writing Boise off in this league for that matter, even though that wasn't even a a Mountain West game, does Boise, you know, do they go on a roll now after that win? Is that the the thing that's kind of springboards them to another Boise-like season, or is there a little bit of a hangover off that, even though they're back home but because they're back home, and even though these two teams play close games, I'm going to take Boise in the points on the blue. I, I, that's just hard for me to do. You know, I think Air Force is good. I'm not convinced they're overly good. I think Wyoming made Air Force look a lot better than it than it really is. But I'm gonna, I'm still going to take Boise in the three and a half at home.
0: I'm right there with you. Uh, Andy Avalos is a really good defensive coordinator. Obviously, he's not their defense coordinator; is their head coach, but. Uh, you know, he's going to have – he's not going to go into halftime and wonder, oh, what's Air Force going to do in the second half? He's going to have a plan for their traditional triple option and for how to defend the pass. And, you know, I'm not making fun of the Cowboys, but they didn't adjust well, as we mentioned. And, and mm-hmm. I think Andy Avalos can adjust well. And I think we've seen that already. Um, you know, they're not a traditional – um, machine of a Boise State Broncos team, but they've shown flashes and they've played a hard schedule. They going to central Florida before there's, you know, with all the humidity and before central Florida's quarterback was injured is a tough game. Um, Oklahoma state is obviously a tough game that they should have won. And uh, you know, I don't think there's any shame in losing to Nevada. Now um, they have, did have a couple shakier performances, but Uh, I think they're back on track. So I'm going to go with Boise State. I think when Wyoming goes there, I think Boise will definitely be in the mix for the mound division. We'll see if Wyoming uh, can make that a big game as well. Um, And this one will go a long way in determining that Fresno State at Wyoming, as we mentioned, Fresno opened as a three and a half point favorite. What do you think, Robert?
1: You know, Ryan, I, you know, I don't, the, the uncertainty I have with Wyoming, even though it's just one one game doesn't define you, one game doesn't make your season, but the stuff we saw against, the stuff I saw against Air Force, um, and even kind of some of the things we saw in, in parts of their other four victories, maybe not so much against Ball State, I just, I'm, there's just too many uncertainties for this for me. And, you know, if Fresno's coming off a bye week, you know, if, if Ayner doesn't, you know, throw interceptions this team's nationally ranked and you know and undefeated so i maybe my heart says wyoming but i'm taking fresno in the points i think i think fresno gets them i know it could be it probably will be i don't think they're going to blow wyoming out of the water i think they're going to beat him by more than three three and a half so i'm i'm taking fresno in the points and you know now i'm sure now no one will probably watch this podcast after i picked against the cowboys well i apologize for that but uh And I hope I'm wrong, but I'm I'm picking Fresno State to win this one and and, and to cover.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned, I think Fresno State's a really good team. I thought they'd be a seven-point favorite. Something is going on there where, you know, maybe Wyoming is just as angry or angrier than Fresno and has something dialed up for them. Uh, The fact that it's only three and a half I think is interesting and something's up, and I think it's – um, maybe Wyoming's D line is has a breakout game and, and gets to Hainer and and Chad Muma does a pick pick six again or something. So I'm going to go Wyoming just because I think the line is fishy. I mean, mm-hmm. did you do you think it's a three and a half? I mean,
1: I was a little surprised too. I thought it would be closer. I thought it'd be somewhere in that five to six, maybe yeah, maybe seven point range. I was a little surprised it was only right around three, three and a half, a little bit. Yeah,
0: I'll go with Wyoming because I think you know. As we mentioned, Craig Bowles only one game at a time, obviously. But if he were to sit back and look at the schedule, I think he would think we, we've got a good chance to be 4-0. And then, you know, you're at Air Force, you got Fresno at home. You got to find a way to split those two games. And they didn't get the first one at Air Force. So I think, I think they know that if they don't win this game, uh, you know, their hopes of winning the Mountain West are, are pretty much over Mm -hmm. You could still have a good season. You could go nine and three, eight and four. We're going to go to a little nice bowl game. But uh, these super seniors didn't come back to, you know, to go to the New Mexico Bowl. They wanted to play in the Mountain West Championship. So I say something's up with this team and they get it done. But who knows? I mean, would I be surprised if Hayner has five touchdown passes and it gets away from Wyoming? No, but we'll see. Uh, You know, I I thought Ball State was going to give them a hell of a game. (laughs) And that didn't. I thought
1: so Yeah, I thought that was their toughest, by far their toughest non conference opponent. And that, they blew them out. So, you know, who knows? That's why it's, it's hard to pick Wyoming games, you know, whether yes, you're is. just picking them to win, not with your heart, but if, you know, with, Wyoming games are hard. They just are.
0: <laughs> they never make it easy.
1: No. But, uh,
0: yeah. So I'm going to go Wyoming, you're going to go Fresno, and, uh, you know, you, you might be able to pick one up there, but we'll see. I know Wyoming fans uh, are allowed to bet now, and I, I'd be curious, do they go with their heart or do they get mad at the Air Force and, and go with Fresno and then it's kind of a win-win, you lose your bet, and you know, and, but your team wins type of thing. Uh, that'd be an interesting survey. Um, Robert, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person at the book signing, hopefully before that. but. Uh, Thanks again man. Let's do it again next week.
1: Sounds great. Always have always a pleasure Ryan. Appreciate you having me on and look forward to next week and see what happens Saturday.